Welcome everybody to Too Legit to Crit, a tabletop role-playing podcast hosted by two guys who would be level 20 if hopes, <laughs> dreams, the mood, and good vibes all had XP values. <laughs> nice. I apologize for the delay in, in getting started. Um, as it would seem that Justin um, had some technical difficulties that we that we couldn't really kind of work around. And as you can see, he's conspicuous, conspicuously absent. But I am instead joined by the powerhouse of positivity himself. <laughs> uh stefan kelly aka bald beastie that's How's me going, how are you man? i'm awesome. good thank you i'm good awesome, it's, it's, awesome. man it is an honor to have you on here with us today <laughs> thanks it's great to be here i appreciate it uh, uh i loved all of the the hype on threads i appreciate all that good stuff and plus your show is awesome and hilarious and i've been telling all my friends so oh, i appreciate hopefully, that i mean hopefully they're watching <laughs> Fingers crossed, you know, hopefully, and uh, hopefully, you know, hey, Stefan's friends, how's it going? <laughs> you know, there's normally like me and somebody else here who hates Winnie the Pooh for some re weird reason, <laughs> um, but he's he's not joining us today. So, but Stefan, why don't you tell us a bit about yourself? Well, um, I was born in the late 1900s, back in the day, uh, back when Pong machines were cool, uh, you know afros and uh, mullets were cool uh i started gaming tabletop gaming it was my uh i was nine years old uh 1979 if you will uh it was the expert set of dungeons and dragons the blue box uh but uh from that point on i fell in love with tabletop games and have been playing D D and iterations of that ever since then uh i also was a fitness professional for many years, uh, bachelor's degree in theater, which doesn't really, you know, it is whatever it is. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so I've been spending a lot of my time um, uh, growing up around my formative years, uh, either in fitness and theater, pretending to be someone else, uh, or, you know, role playing. I mean, that that's amazing. Um, just, I mean, first of all, mullets are still cool. Yeah, 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 right. I guess I'm they're coming just, back. I'm just gonna, yeah, they are. <laughs> they are coming back. Um, there is, I think, there is a hairdresser in, in, not in our area who is like renowned for, <laughs> for doing mullets. He is. That's he is now, awesome. He's he's kind of gained the 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 fame of being the mullet guy. So, <laughs> That's cool. That's to be cool. honest, I've never been able to pull one off, and I don't think I ever will. So yeah, me either. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah so you, i mean you do have i mean you started uh, in a different time than than when we started yeah. so you will have seen like the the rise of of tabletop role-playing game from from quite an early from quite an early time so if you started in yeah. 1979 so i mean i was nine uh and it was it went from being the thing you did in the basement that nobody talked about and to you know, watching it sort of grow in uh, progressively grow in popularity too, where people would actually have stores and you go to a store and you play, um, and then uh, you know with Discord and everything, and then it became super super popular thanks to people who were sharing it, uh, sharing it on Twitch and things and YouTube, um, you know, and then uh, all the different variations it goes from there and 
all the different, I mean, there's so many now I can imagine like right now, my 13 year old self, if they knew what I was doing right now would be like over the moon. It'd be really cool. So it is, I mean, we kind of started this kind of before this, this most recent explosion. Um, I think we, we started just as kind of critical role was starting out, maybe, maybe a tiny bit after, um, same as like glass cannon and adventure zone and all these like major sort of forces behind this resurgence. <laughs> That's um, awesome. and we, we were kind of along for the ride. Um, I've told the story quite a few times of how I was drunk at the time <laughs> when when I first accepted to play this and I woke up the next day going, Jesus Christ, what did I, what did I do? <laughs> and lo and behold, eight years later, here I am with a podcast. That's amazing. That's yeah. awesome. I mean, that's uh, sort of how Covenant Crucible got started. Um, uh, it's uh, It was uh, Thanksgiving dinner a few years ago and uh, my wife comes to me because it's we 13th Moon Games. We're a family run. I mean, it's me, my wife, and my daughter, and my son. Um, and uh, <laughs> it was, uh, she comes to me uh, Thanksgiving. It was Thanksgiving break. And she comes to me. She says, so how would you feel about taking our relationship to the next level? I mean, even before she even got the word level out, I'm like, yes, right? Of course, because me, I'm a guy. And I'm, again, super excited about everything. Uh, and then she said, well, let's, how would you feel about writing a tabletop game with me? I'm like, let's do it. Uh, we've been talking about, because this is uh, inspired by the movies, uh, The Last Witch Hunter and John Wick, um, because we love those movies and we love the concept of those movies mm. and, and the action uh, and the, the lore. Um, so that's how it got started. And uh, we've been running a play test on the Discord for two years. Uh, that's how a lot of our mechanics get tested. Uh, a lot of our wonderful playtesters really work to break the mechanics that I write so that I can then adjust them, which is great. And I love it. I'm here for it. I so. mean, that, that is probably the tagline that kind of, that kind of jumped out to me. It, it's the last witch hunter meets John Wick. And I was like, right? I'm fucking there for that. <laughs> yeah. That's what I, that's what I was like to say is like, because the art is so beautiful and I, I, I cannot talk up. Uh, it's uh, my daughter enough she's amazing a uh, digital artist uh, she did all the art for the first book the core rule book um and she's doing all the art for uh this expansion uh but it's like as if those two movies got together and had a really pretty baby that'd be this book that'd be this game so, i mean you, yeah the you you mentioned the artwork the artwork is something else um you know it it really stands out it's got a like a unique there's almost like a um, a graphic novel sort of yeah. characteristic to it that it just kind of pops the moment you see it. And, you know, that is, that is some serious talent there. Yeah. So that's what I say. I keep telling her. That's what I think. And I, uh, I thank you for that. And I'll make sure I pass that on. She'll be very happy. to hear. Please do. Wants. Please do. Because it is, <laughs> is impressive. And just the game itself. Um, I started looking into it. You, you were kind enough to, to, to send us some, some sort of test materials, um, to kind of look into it. But we kind of had another conversation about yeah. potentially you coming along and you showing us how it's done. And on on our new show, the Crit List, you're oh, gonna, I'm excited. You're, you're gonna come on and you're gonna teach us 
how to play Covenant and Crucible. Oh, it's 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 easy. Um, it's it's easy. There's a learning curve. I, I say that yeah. a lot because um, <clears throat> at the beginning, there's a lot of math. Hmm. Um, I mean, not a lot of math. There's there's math involved. Um, the system itself is it's an additive uh, trying to roll under a certain target number. Um, so you have like, you have the four attributes, you have the nine skills, and then you have each skill has seven sub skills underneath it. So there's a lot of stuff at play and it can look daunting, but once you get the hang of it, like, you know, that you have to add all these things and then you have modifiers. Once you get that number, you can just write that number down somewhere. And then, yeah. uh, and then whenever you have to roll that number, you just say, okay, I need to roll underneath that number on two 12 sided dice, Yeah, 12 sided dice because the D 12s did not get enough love. Yeah, so. that's, you know, because, you know, dice pools, I've seen D10 dice pools, I've seen, um, I've seen D6 dice pools, I've seen D100s, but yet D12s doesn't get enough love. Right? Right, that's what I, I thought, mean, and so I'm like, let's do it that way, and we did, and it, it works. So. No, I think it's fantastic. So what was the, um, so, so what, let, let's kind of go back to the beginning. Sure. And yeah, I, I, I'm all over the place. Sorry, man. <laughs> that, so thanks, Thanksgiving dinner. Yep. Your lovely wife comes up to you and says, let's take this to the next level. Let's write a system. Yep. Where do you go from there? Do you, did you already have something in mind or well, was... That's a good please. question. Oh, no. I, you know, it's, I'm excited about this. So if I cut you off, I apologize. Um, <laughs> and if I start talking too fast to say, hey, man... Uh, I can't understand the thing you're saying. Slow down. <laughs> so, because uh, I I I live for this. I'm excited about this. Uh, and so, it, we had talked before when we were we like we were watching the last last witch hunter and we saw it, like you know we watched it a couple times uh, every year or so. We'll watch it and we look at it and we like you know it'd be really cool to run a game in this world. Like yeah okay and we talk about it and then we just forget about it. Uh, the next thing comes along you know and then. You know, we watched the, the John Wick series. We're like, this is this is really. I love the combat. I love how devastating and brutal and quick, but yet uh, and potentially lethal it is. But it's just so cinematic. You know, they're mm. doing whacked out stuff. You know, so uh, so we we then that happened. The pink haired dynamo, dynamo that is my wife. Uh, she asked me that, and I was like, okay, let's do this. And so we started writing and talking and collaborating and even to this day like even last week we sat down we were sitting together lounging and talking about stuff and taking notes about house lore and things and so we took it from there and we we came up with we had to come up with well let's how are we going to do the mechanics how are we going to do this and i've i did not want it to be another roll this and add this or roll this and add this or try to get you know whatever and so because uh, people are so used to d20 nowadays and uh, and it's not bad. I mean, it works for what it's supposed to. Uh, but I wanted something different. I wanted something that um, could be uh, unique in a way. Uh, and it turns out that this, the D12, that's part of the impetus for the D12s as well. But I did, I do love the D12s. And just something about them. Uh, and two of them, which is great. So it's all you need, two D12s. So that's how it started. Um, we collaborated, we spent the next few months writing, and then we asked some of our friends that we usually game with on discord, um, to form a, to come with us and form a play test group and see if they wanted to try it out. Hmm. And that's how it started. That's where we went. And we've been rolling from there, playing every, 
We do a play test. We do one over voice on Wednesday nights and over text on Friday nights. And we've been doing that pretty steady for the last two years. We took a small hiatus over the summer. So once you like, obviously, once you get the sort of the 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 sort of world. So it, let's let's kind of go to to kind of like the law side of things. Oh yeah. Um. So t- tell us about the world of, of of this game. Tell us about. Well, yeah, it's uh, we we really enjoyed again uh, the the idea of the Continentals from the John Wick series. Uh, these hotels that were neutral ground, safe places, hospitality. So um, we kind of incorporated an idea similar to that. Um, the idea of the world, it's modern day. Um, storytellers are feel free to include what aspects of the modern day they want. Um, but the, ma- the majority of it is that you've got this world where witchcraft and magic is a skill that is learned like any other skill, like programming. Uh, or you know, like uh, and learning another language, stuff like that. It's uh, it's it's present. Everybody has the potential to do it. It's not like somebody woke up and they're they're a witch because they can cast these powers or whatever. It's very much that you are. Uh, everyone has potential to to learn how to cast magic, but it takes time and effort and skill, much like pursuing a degree in programming or a programming career. Uh, I use programming a lot because that's one of the most challenging things I could ever think of. So, uh, so yeah, that's that's the core of it. Is that magic exists, um, and it has existed for centuries. Um, it's existed for a long time, but it hasn't been uh, organized uh, until uh, you know for the last few hundred years. Um, and so, these uh, these witches, these because you can be. Uh, you can be a witch, known witch. Like I'm a witch. I I'm known for you know summoning magic or for divination, you know alchemy stuff like that. Or you can be, uh, you know, I'm a guard who casts magic, so to help me spot intruders better or something. So you don't have to be a witch, but you know everybody has potential to cast spells. You don't have to cast spells. You can be a non-caster, which is totally fine too. Um, the game is sort of uh, geared toward spellcraft and witchcraft mm. and magic but um it's not and we have a character in our playtest who's been playing for over a year that's never cast a spell and doesn't cast magic so yeah. it's possible that's the basics and there have these um you have these the reason it's called covenant crucible uh is because you have these crucibles which are these hotels scattered around the world that are neutral ground for witches they're safe places um, they have rules against uh, any kind of violence or any kind of magical violence as well inside them. Uh, and they're very stylized very much after the Continentals. You, know, you have their, all these witches, they have this giant hotel with some shops or with uh, you know, lounges and people will go there. Um, but only witches can access it or witches or, or people who are with a witch, a company hmm. witch. So um, again, that's that safe space. And then there's the coven. Um, as you might imagine uh, witches would organize in the groups, especially back before they were popular when they were yeah. hunted. Uh, and so uh, they were a lot, very, very secretive. Um, and so they would form in these little groups, these circles, and then the circles would grow or they become, a, they were members of a family that were witches. They would then create these houses. There are nine major witch houses. Um, and they together with a few 
independent witches and then somebody put in charge, so they call them the CEO, uh, they formed the Coven, which is essentially a cor- big corporation. Um, and it, it should have this dark megacorp kind of feel to it. You know, it's like, yeah, these are witches and they're supposed to represent witches and disputes and things, but corporation and they have a board of directors and yeah. they have the CEO and they have all this stuff. And so, uh, and they've, they're, they always want to absorb everything, right? And the Continental's like, nope, we're neutral. You can't absorb us. And they tried. We even wrote a bit of lore recently that's going to be in the Unbound about, um, about a, uh, a military assault on some of the, on a couple of the crucibles. Yeah. Uh, and it failed. And so then, you know, there's all sorts of stuff to go. I don't want to give too much away yet, but, no, but, of course. <laughs> but, but yeah, no, it was, it's, uh, it's it, it, the world. And my wife does a lot of the lore writing. I do the mechanics. Uh, I'm the yeah. math guy. She's the, the lore. Uh, and, but yeah, it's, it's full of, and that's what the expansion is really going to bring to life is a lot of mm. the stuff we are expanding on, uh, the houses, expanding on the planes of existence, expanding on all of that stuff. Um, and uh, introducing a couple of uh, a couple of new rules, um, and uh, I there will be also a an addendum of sorts uh, mm. that's going to be that I'm going to put up on Drive Through RPG for free, so that because uh, I think we mentioned this before we got on uh, when we were running the Kickstarter for this, we had most of it written already, just like for this yeah. one, we had most of it already we've been working on it all summer in the last few months. So it's it's mostly finished. We're not writing anything new. Essentially, we're just fleshing stuff out. Yeah. But last, it was a year ago. Uh, I had a major heart attack, and right when <laughs> during the the first few days of the Kickstarter, and so that kind of had an impact on how things progressed. And we mm. set a deadline for us to publish it that I think was a bit um, eager. Yeah. Uh, and so we got it out on time. It was a few months, which is pretty quick from what I hear some there were some errors and there were some things that you know it was a bit rushed so there are some things that are incongruous um with it but the addendum will fix that and the new rules will help expand upon that too so uh it's exciting <laughs> it it sounds it sounds massively exciting and you you said it was a a a family run company so w- d- did the company get created at the same time that you guys went you know we're going to build a system or were you already kind of established beforehand no uh the company came about um after well after the the, we started running this thing creating this and the the company itself came about shortly a few months before we actually did the first kickstarter um when we're like okay this is going to be it and this is how we're going to do it and everybody gets paid yeah um so you know we we uh yeah, by the art goblin who is we she loves going by the art goblin uh it's my daughter uh, she, she gets paid for the art that she does. Um, uh, and then we all, once we, everything gets done, we all get paid for it, you know, writing mechanics. Yeah. Uh, my son who is, uh, going on 13, he does a lot of stuff with the discord because okay. he's pretty technical. He's tech savvy. I'm, I'm not, <laughs> I watch a couple oh, YouTube videos okay. and I'm good. That's about it. <laughs> so we could have done with him when Justin's internet crapped out. <laughs> no, he might've been able to help. Uh, <laughs> but if he wasn't busy with schoolwork right now, but yeah. And then, uh, my wife who is, uh, she is a, uh, I guess I mentioned she's a published author. Yeah. Um, she's a pagan author. And so, um, she gets to pull a lot of stuff from that experience and her experience, uh, 
into this, uh, to put into this, the core book, which we did, and then put into this expansion. Um, and it, it, it helps a lot, I think, to have that perspective. Uh, because in the game, magic is intentional. You, it has yeah. to, it's powered by intention. It's not, you know, a lot of times it's not visible. Um, it's, you know, unless you're sitting there with a, a grimoire in your hand and pointing at your target, casting a spell at them, they're not going to know you're doing anything until they get hurt or until something happens. To them. So, yeah, so that's kind of, yeah, sorry. Um, um, I was, so kind of, kind of leaning on the, the, the magic element, um, cause a lot of, a lot of systems that come out now, they, they always kind of come under, under criticism because they, they are based on Vancey and magic. Um, is Covenant Crucible like that, or is there is is there any way of kind of managing the resource of magic? That's uh, the interesting. We've had discussions about that. Um, magic is uh, how we've kind of come up with this: is that magic is fleeting. Magic is not permanent. You can't mm. permanently change someone into a toad. You can't permanently do this with that. Um, uh, the only permanent abilities that are around are things that are forged with magic, magic items, you know, yeah. things like um, Durandal, which is Roland's sword or Excalibur or something like that. Um, but magic is measured, like magic duration is measured in mittens. There's no magical pool. Um, you, there's no, like I have a finite amount of spell points and I, once I'm out of spell points, I can't, I can't do anything. It's, yeah. that's not it. It's it, magic is all about intention. And uh, you can cast it because it's a skill that you've learned. I mean, you know, obviously, ah. a, a programmer is going to eventually fall asleep because they're tired because their, bi- their body's physically yeah. tired. They're not like, not like they ran out of programming juice, right? Yeah. Um, I didn't. I didn't run out of writing juice, uh, so I'm not going to run out of magic juice. It's. Uh, it's. You can always cast magic. Um, there's no limit to what you to that. The only limitation of what you can do and how you do it is based on uh, what your uh, levels in the subskill are, which are the, the foci. It's really, right. that's, um, uh, you know, not to get too into mechanics, but, uh, which I can do, but that's, you know, um, it's how well you succeed, uh, is based on the skill, the subskill that you have. So if, yeah. if I'm, if I'm a master diviner, you know, I'm going to have a lot of levels in divination. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to, I'm going to be, uh, when I succeed, it's going to be phenomenally well, you know, I'm going to, get a really good success. Whereas somebody who maybe only has a level or two in it is maybe not going to gonna struggle that. a bit. He's going to struggle yeah. a bit more. And so right. there is, so the way I'm understanding it is that there is an element of it where spells can fail. Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, the, the, the mechanics of it is, I try to keep it simple, right? Yeah. Um, the mechanics of it is, um, you have a target number, uh, that is generated by your own, stats yeah um and you try to roll under that target number on 2d12 now uh if, if you succeed well then you've you succeeded that's great and how well you succeed again is based on that subskill level um but there could be modifiers so it's a lot different say casting a spell on someone who's sitting right in front of you than maybe divining where that person's going to be a day from now and so there are difficulty ratings assigned that the storyteller will assign, and what your diff- those difficulty ratings um, impact what that target your target number is. Mm. So let's say, uh, just to throw something out there, let's say uh, a character is trying to divine the future, which is 
risky at best. Um, and this storyteller assigns a hard difficulty. That hard difficulty translates to target number being halved. So all of a sudden, you may have had a 28, you know, which you can always roll under 2d12, but all of a sudden, it's now a 14. And rolling right. under that, right, under 2d12 is going to be a bit of a challenge. And if you fail, well, well, then you fail. You didn't get it. But um, if you succeed, well, then hooray, good for you. If you roll a 13, that's the thing. 13s are our crits. Uh, okay. 13. If your if your target number is thirteen or higher, and you and you roll a thirteen, then that's a critical success. If your target number is twelve or less, and you roll a thirteen, that's a critical failure. Bad things happen. So that's it. No, it sound it sounds it sounds really cool. Thank and... you. I I make it sound easy, and it it, it it and essentially it can be once you get the hang of it. But again, like I said, there's a learning curve because you got to figure out what applies to what target number there's traits that okay people can purchase that define a character because you have your the stats and you have your skills and you have your sub skills but you have traits that really help flesh out what that character has been through yeah right? um, so traits uh and we've li- listed them into different types like there's magical traits like esoteric traits there's personality traits which gives bonuses to some things and penalties to others that's um, interesting yeah like bully um obviously you get a a positive modifier to your target number for intimidation, but yeah. uh, for persuasion or anything else, that it's not. <laughs> yeah, I like uh, that. Not. That's uh, that's a really cool concept. That was uh, one of the, my my wife doesn't do a lot of mechanics, but she wanted to do something like that, and that's what we mm. incorporated. It was her idea, which is great. I think so. No, I mean it sounded it sounded really interesting. So I'm just kind of. Uh, tr- kind of figure out where to go next. So we so we started with you know we created this this Kickstarter. Mm-hmm. We created this company. How did the kids get involved? <laughs> well, um, we uh, we asked them. Just, <laughs> like we told them what we were, we we told them what we were doing. We're like we're making this game, and we the first actual uh, thing we did was uh, my wife ran a scenario for me. Uh, the first ever before we even did the the, the play test, um, just to see how things work and how the mechanics worked, uh, and it was choppy at best. But then you know my kids who are all very like uh, they're very into gaming, they're very into uh, wonderful creative stuff. Uh, mm. And uh, like my son is writing, he's coding for the coding Roblox games. And uh, <laughs> my daughter, she yeah, right exactly. I'm like okay, cool. Uh, she, <laughs> I think it's awesome. I have no idea what he's doing. Um, but, uh, she, and my, my daughter, she's, um, uh, she's been doing art since, uh, since she was junior high, I think elementary. Yeah. I don't know. she's been into art forever. And so we just told them what we were doing and we asked them if they'd like to help. And of course they all said yes. And I think that, that, um, that is really solidified, uh, because I say my daughter, um, Charlotte, uh, is my stepdaughter. Uh, I inherited mm-hmm. her with the, the, uh, I inherited her with the, the marriage, which is awesome. Um, and she's been amazing, but she's like my daughter. But, um, but she, we, it really forged a strong connection. So yeah. I think it's, it's, and it, and it really has strengthened uh, the fact that we can all work together on something and produce it, you know, and give it to the world. Uh, I think has really been absolutely amazing. And it's been a wonderful experience so far. Yeah, I mean, it's because I've I've kind of perused the the stuff you sent me, and you know the quality of it is outstanding. Um, well, thank you, 
Thank you. It's it's really good. It's really engaging, and I'm I'm cannot wait to to kind of test it out. Um, right. The more, talk, the more you're talking about it, the more I just want to just say, you know what? <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna grab my two D twelve and let's start let's, rolling. Shit. Let's because, roll it. Let's roll right now. Yeah, no, because yeah. I, I am I am well up for that. Um, just everything everything about it, the world and the the sort of um the the sort of mythical nature of of the whole continental aspect because i think like i think that's something that, that the john wick movies did really well oh, they, yeah. they kind of went okay here's a balls to the wall action movie but there's this mythos that that's added in that that is really engaging and the fact that we have a chance to kind of play in that is it's very exciting oh yeah yeah that was the one of the big draws too is is uh is being able to staff that you know mm. uh and, yeah the, the, the core book is based in, it's based in chicago because uh, that's where we lived up until a year and a half ago um and so we based it in chicago uh huge metropolitan metropolitan city um and being able to staff it and uh, with npcs uh, and just come up with the idea of what does that mean? What does it do? What is it? How is it? How is hospitality enforced? And who are the regular residents? Who are the regular visitors? Mm. You know, um, there's a, a one of our love. Oh, I, I love the, my favorite NPC. One of my favorite NPCs. His name is Polaris. He's in the the core book. He's uh, a Merlin uh, from the Merlin House, who is essentially uh, stays in the Crucible. Um, okay. Why and he that means he's incredibly wealthy. Um, why he's staying in the crucible is uh is interesting. There's a bit of lore that, that hasn't really been explored. Like, you know, he could be living out here. He obviously, you know, there's there's other reasons, but and he gives reasons publicly, but what's the real reason, right? Yeah. Um uh, and and just this uh this and with the, the the shops, like there's apothecaries, there's uh we created a uh <laughs> a coffee shop that's a a witch run coffee shop that's a chain called magic beans uh and so they're in every crucible uh that's around and so you can always go to the crucible and go to a magic beans and get your uh, either mundane espresso or your alchemical espresso uh, you know, <laughs> I'm, take, I'm gonna take an alchemical like right exactly <laughs> exactly um so yeah so that's that was uh, just one of the really cool things to to work on um and I loved about writing some or helping write some of the lore, coming up with some of the ideas for the lore behind the history of the crucibles, which you'll see in the expansion. So, right. So, can you tell us if, like, I, the, the like what you were saying before about you know what is the real reason for this guy and what he was doing? Is that something that you have written in the lore, or is that something that you've kind of left somewhat vague for? A bit of both. Uh, a little column okay, A, a little column okay. B. Um, it's uh, because. Yeah, my my wife came up with the NPC, and uh, so yeah, there's the, he tells everybody what's well, because uh, Merlins. I have to go with a little bit of a detail with the Merlins. The House Merlins, they're all about misdirection. They are very flamboyant. They dress up in wizard hats, pointy wizard hats, and big gray beards, and they have this image that they present, and everybody's like, "That's ridiculous," but it's what they do. Yeah, um, but they do that so that people are like they're focused on their costume and their outfit or their appearance rather than what they're actually doing 
uh, which is a lot of behind the scenes work. Um, and the reason why someone would be staying living in a crucible is because hospitality, you can't come into a crucible and just, just try to assassinate somebody. We saw what happened in the Wick movies in the continental, but, yeah. um, but this is that's So there's reasons why he might've, you know, pissed off the wrong people or pissed off the ah. wrong, which is maybe there's a bounty on him. That's, you know, been four or whatever. So there's a lot of, there's some history there. I don't, I, I can't tell you exactly. Um, part of it is because it's still hidden in the, the writing and there's still plots and stuff. And yeah. uh, just in case any of our um, playtesters are watching, <laughs> they don't get too much away. But no, uh, no, that's, that's absolutely fine. But yeah, so there's, there, you know, there's, um, there's reasons. Um, and uh, they are not just because he doesn't like wearing it. Because he doesn't look like a Merlin. Yeah. Uh, the, uh, the, the, the picture that we've uh, assigned him in the, in the play test is Ian McShane. Who, you know, is okay. Yeah. Wonderful. Fair enough. No. Oh, so, uh, um, so he's, you know, usually there and he's never, he only wears the beard and the hat for official occasions yeah. uh, here and he never leaves the crucible unless something demands it to him. Um, but yeah, so that's, that's, uh, the, the tidbit about, Polaris, who's uh, again, he's in the core book. He's uh, he's a lot of fun to to role play. Um, I got to role play him a couple of times when I took over for a bit, um, running the play test. Mm. Uh, but for the most part, I get to play in the play test, which is awesome because I get to use the mechanics and see them broken. No, I mean uh, that was because um, we did speak to another designer um, months ago, and one of his like he kind of had this idea of me running a game in his system, but the way it's kind of planned out, I don't have time to kind of... It's hard. It's just, hard. Just learn a new system without having played it first. So that's... So I like your idea for the new show, right? The, the, that's the, the Grit List. That's going to be awesome. I can't... I'm, I'm going to watch the episode. It's going to be great. Excited. I mean, that's kind of what inspired it, of kind of going, right, I don't have the time to learn all these systems that, that we want to play. But there are people out there who know them. There are people out there who design them. And you know, we're excited who, about them. <laughs> who who better to kind of learn from? Uh learn a system from the people who actually wrote it. So, you know, we've already spoken to yourself and you yep. have very gracefully um accepted our invitation and will be joining oh, yeah. us. That's um, awesome. I'm excited. We do have one uh, one of the other players. He's actually in the chat right now. Oh, great! Uh, um, he's, I don't see the chat. Is, I'm sorry. He is. Uh, he is Couch. He is. Uh, oh, Couch! Yay! Hi, Couch. <laughs> You're awesome, man. So yeah, he's going to be joining us in that game as well. And you know, we're just really, really looking forward to it. And you know, I'm everything you're telling me is just making me want to play it more and more. That's awesome. That is awesome. Well, one of the things too, I wanted to, I wanted to talk about, um, you know, I, I don't want to go into mechanics too much, uh, cause it, it could be boring because <laughs> people are like, Oh, okay. It's strength. No, no, not to me. Um, talk, talk mechanics oh, all you want. Well, that's fine. Um, the, the idea behind, uh, this is like, you know, people, there's a, there's a, a thing going around. Um, you know, you get people that are talk about power gaming and, um, min maxing. Mm -hmm. The idea behind Covenant Crucible is that there is no such thing as mid-mixing because okay. you're, you are supposed to play a specialist. Um, yeah. The way the character creation rules are created or were designed are that you're, you're not going to be able to be a, a, a really good jack-of-all-trades. You're going to be 
you're designed to be a specialist. Like you're a hacker, you're a hitter, you're you know a diviner, you're uh, a hexer, uh, you know any that you're you know you you're a survivalist, you are uh, an acrobat, a, a fighter, whatever, um, you know a socialite, um, you're a criminal. You are all of these. You have you have uh, in the creation. You are designed to be a specialist. So you, the idea is to come together with as a team. So it's you, you can you can either make a character and then meet up with other players who have made other characters. And then it's, you, you can play that way, or you can all sit the ground together in a session zero and say, who wants to be what specialist? And then yeah. they talk about, it, and they create these specialists, which I think is either, either one is fun. I enjoy, you know, and Oh, look, all rogues. Great. Um, but, uh, but that's the idea is they're, they're specialists. And then, yeah. uh, because I'm a big geek and I love acronyms, uh, I took the four stats, which is your four attributes, right? Which right. is, you know, like how you, you know, like where normally you, you see the six from D&D or something. This is, uh, yeah. there's uh, will, uh, there's body, uh, there's agility, and there's magic. Those are the four. Mm. I, I put it that way because I like that it. it's spelled wabam. And so that's how easy for me to remember. Because <laughs> I'm a dork. Right. So uh, the will is your mental acuity. Your body yeah. is obviously your body. Your agility is obviously your agility. And your magic is obviously magic. It's very simple. Um, those range from one to seven. Right? Yeah. And then you have the nine skills, um, which uh, if they get like academics, artistic, athletics, um, magic, martial, social, strategic, okay. uh, technical, and underworld. Mm. Um, those are the nine skills. And those range from uh, one to 13 the levels. Yeah. And then you have, don't ask me to <laughs> the 63 subskills. Yeah. Right? Uh, but then there's each, each skill has subskills. Um, and so you assign, and then you assign levels to those subskills as you create character, as you create your character, the specialist. Um, and you, so you select those. And then you have traits, um, mm. which define, you know, maybe your strong willed, maybe your huge size, healthy, sturdy, yeah. things like that. Uh, wealthy, maybe you're a billionaire. Who knows? Um, so, but so, can yeah. you give us an example of one of the subskills? So, for example, if I say oh, academics. Sure. Uh, there's academics, there's uh, linguistics, lore, computers, okay. history, parapsychology, mm. um, things like that. Theology. Um, yeah. The reason why we did it this way, like that's a lot. And it's, it, it could be daunting. Again, uh, that's where people get a bit, um, you know, a uh, little hesitant or reticent because yeah. there's, a, there's 63 subscales. Where am I going to put my levels? And I only have 63 levels to put in these. What's going on? Well, that's okay. Because we look at what you want to do and what, how you want to make this character, what you want this character to be, how, what you want to specialize in. But the reason we also did it that way is because, yeah, it's a lot. But during gameplay, um, if you encountered a, a thing and the storyteller says, okay, uh, give me a, let's say you're trying to, um, let's say you're trying to break into some place and the hmm. door is locked. Okay. Um, or no, let's say you're trying, you're in the subway and you see somebody and you want to pick their pocket. Okay, cool. Well, uh, the storyteller will say, okay, well, give me an agility plus athletics plus sleight of hand. And then the player can say, well, uh, I designed my character to be a criminal. So I'd, can I instead maybe roll agility plus underworld plus larceny? And then you can say, yeah, sure. Or if the storyteller okay. thinks it's appropriate, you can. So we designed it so that uh, it promotes this idea of letting the characters use skills they're good at in ways that maybe is not rigidly defined. And we didn't want to rigidly define those things. Mm. 
So that way, that's why there's so much diversity, because you can come up with any number of ways to do the same action with any number of different subskills. You know, um, uh, like blind fighting is a huge one. Uh, okay. Because people use, you can use blind fighting. Obviously, it's, you know, uh, very much like I am the four, uh, I'm one with the force, the force with the B type of thing, right? Yeah. From Rogue One. But you can also use blind fighting as uh, a magic plus magical plus blind fighting. Yeah. Uh, to then see in the dark or see 360 without actually having to see it and sense it magically. Um, so that's the that's part of the the subskill uh, aspect of why there are so many and why they're. Um, but we list it, and just because it's listed under a certain skill doesn't mean you can only use it with that skill. You can use it with anything. Wild okay. and wacky combinations. There's so many combinations. Okay, so like for example, you could use I don't know linguistics with magic. Yeah, for example, uh, in fact, people do that. Yeah. They do that on a regular, our, our play testers have done that regularly when they go to, mm. when we do heists in like, uh, you know, uh, Bolivia, <laughs> you know, yeah. uh, or uh, they'll go somewhere where they don't speak the language. So they'll do magic plus magical plus linguistics to, uh, for the duration of the spell, they can understand and speak that language. Now that uh, is cool. I like that. Thank you. That, thank you. that definitely gives... I think it does give that 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 level of versatility where you can kind of go right. Th this is a problem, and this is how I want to approach it. Right, and because people mean, think people think they they tackle problems differently. We don't want to we don't want to railroad them into one thing. We want them to experience the full you know their express themselves fully in the way they're comfortable with and they're used to. Um, yeah. So and uh, and one of the things too uh, is that's really super important to mention is which is a gender neutral term. Uh, male mm -hmm. witches, female witches, it doesn't matter. They're just, yeah. You're just a witch. You're, if you're, you, you are either, you, cla you call yourself a witch because you're focused on a house and you do all this stuff. Or, like I said before, you're, uh, you know, uh, I'm, I'm a hitter who casts a few spells. So. Yeah, it's, I mean, it, it sounds fascinating. And Thanks. You know, um, because you, I mean, I think we were talking about it earlier. You um, are quite new to like the Threads community. Um, oh yeah, very much. <laughs> Not I'm, very, like me, a few months, maybe. I haven't been there much longer than you, to be <laughs> honest. But yeah, because it, you know, you, you kind of appeared, um, and again, just your your general <laughs> positivity is is you know it's contagious. And Thanks. always, always a great person to kind of have around. But it took a while for you to actually kind of go, oh, yeah, by the way, my, my <laughs> family and I, we've got this system. Yeah, exactly. like, Holy shit. <laughs> you know? Yeah, and, I mean, I, I don't we don't have a we don't have a uh, a, uh, a, corp, a company threads. We just I'm just using my personal one. Yeah, because, uh, again, we have a company Instagram. But again, I don't know. I don't have to have to log out, log back in, or switch accounts and do all this stuff. I just want to talk and meet people and and support the community. That's all I want to do. So yeah, I mean, our threads is basically the podcast threads, but I'm the one who runs it, much to Justin's chagrin <laughs> at times, because <laughs> right. I'll just say whatever I want. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, and unfortunately, Justin and I do have kind of quite contradicting opinions on certain things. I can imagine. Uh, Winnie, the Pooh, you know. Winnie the Pooh and Amp <laughs> Winnie the Pooh and an ampersand company. <laughs> <laughs> right, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm with you on that too. 
So, um, yeah, um, unfortunately for him, I'm the one behind the social media. <laughs> well, uh, I mean, but, all he has to do is hop on it. Oh, he's he's on it. He's He just isn't as vocal as I am. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, it is it is great. And, you know, um, talk to us about Unbound. This is obviously uh, Kickstarter. You've just been funded. Yep. Talk to us about what, pro- what prompted um, Unbound. How did, uh, how did that kind of start off? Well, uh, we, it started off with us wanting to do an addendum. Uh, mm. And then, uh, but we also, we had, we have all this stuff. Like we have these houses and this lore, but it's not really expanded. We really want to expand on it. And it's uh, a lot of stuff in the core book is very Eurocentric only because um, we didn't want to appropriate any kind of culture that we're not familiar with. Right. Um, So, and that was one of the uh, criticisms was that it's very Eurocentric. Well, yeah, uh, it is. And that's on purpose because we don't want to appropriate. Uh, yeah. The idea, the uh, the goal is to get that. Um, we would love to be able to hit that international stretch goal where we do international houses and international uh, lore, so that we can then reach out to people from those cultures and say, "Hey, can we have a conversation? And maybe you can. This is what we're doing. Maybe you can help us put it into this book." And of course, we pay them, um, but have sensitivity readers, have um, things like that where people can then. Uh, see representations of their culture in a way that is not appropriating, not uh, offensive, yeah. and something that really helps them identify with this system and this game and maybe do something really cool and fun. So that's where the Unbound started. Yeah. What's in it currently? And also, you know, we uh, <laughs> we had a, one of our playtesters took the game and ran it at a convention, um, which was really awesome. And they then came back to us with feedback that everybody wanted to play werewolves and vampires. <laughs> like, okay, cool. Really? And they want, and they're really into, well, one of the things too, is a familiar, like as a witch, you can have a familiar that's animals. And most of them yeah. are normal animals, sometimes supernatural animals. Um, so, uh, they're really into choosing their animal. And, uh, and one of the, uh, one of the things that's going to be in unbound, one of the scenarios is, uh, it's called familiars to the rescue where, um, the witches get trapped, and so they all get to role-play their familiars for a session to help them. <laughs> so it's kind of cool. Uh, we did that in the playtest, and it was phenomenal. It was so much fun. <laughs> so, you know, uh, so that's going to be in the Unbound. There's going to be a lot more scenarios. We, I, <laughs> I wrote a lot more traits. <laughs> a lot. A lot more traits. <laughs> um, a, a few new mechanics. Um uh, redefining some of the mechanics, which is also going to be in the free addendum, like uh, yeah. ritual casting. Like I mentioned, uh, magic is fleeting. Magic lasts in minutes. Uh, you cast a spell, it's only going to last minutes. Um, and uh, if you ritually cast a spell, it lasts hours. Magic okay, items last. Yeah. So yeah. so that's that's why we don't have like spell slots because magic is fleeting. Yeah, I can cast a spell to convince someone to that this one hundred this one dollar bill is a hundred dollar bill, but you know, 15 minutes later, they're going to look at their drawer and go, why is this $1 bill in here? This person gave me a one. Hmm. And then it's going to be, you know, or something to that effect. Yeah. So, yeah. And, uh, so that's, so unbound is going to have that. It's going to have a lot more trust. We also, it's also going to be tailored toward, toward higher level campaigns because we've been running the playtest for two years. So you can imagine 
13 XP every month for 24 months is a lot of XP on a character sheet. So they're pretty powerful witches. So we needed to come up with some ideas. Um, yeah, for something bigger, uh, yeah. more. You know. So I came up with combo traits, uh, which are traits that combine when you have some like when you have reached your cap level in your sub skills in two yeah. two magical sub skills, you can then buy this trait, which gives you an additional like ability, which is okay. Um, and then uh, and then we expand upon the planes of existence. We mentioned them; they have a very brief write up in uh, the core book, mm. but we've expanded upon them and and really fleshed them out uh, to where it's it's and added new traits associated with them. Uh, so that you can explore these areas, you may not want to, um, but but one of the cool things that I, I really enjoyed was that we have, you know, obviously the Fey Plane, you know, there's um, there's Infernal Plane where demons come from, uh, and then there's the Astral Plane, which is horrifyingly dangerous and terrifying. Um, uh, but then there's the Internet. The Internet is considered its own plane of existence. Uh, That's amazing. Yeah, and so there's Techno Witches who, you know. There's hackers, and then there's magical hackers, and then there's techno witches. Who uh, there's a house of techno witches that um, they planar travel to the internet, uh, basically projecting themselves into the internet, which is kind of neat. We came up with that. Just sounds that. fucking awesome. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. I'm excited about it. That's uh, yeah, neat. I mean, me too. I want to play that. <laughs> oh, absolutely. We can talk about all that because um, when we do the 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 idea, I'm, one of the things that's also coming with the Kickstarter, one of the add-ons was that um, if you buy one of the add-ons, which is like, a, I think, a $100 add-on, you get a one-year subscription to play. Uh, I'm starting in February. We're starting a game on our official Discord server uh, of Coming Crucible. It's a once a month. Um, the second Saturday night of every... Second Saturday of every month um, is going to be a big gathering, and there's going to be plot, everything. But then you have access to the server 24-7, so you can do soft role-play with all your friends. Yeah. You, can, you can actually then say, hey, I have my circle of friends. We would like to run do something run a scenario can you, we hire you as a storyteller absolutely um it's a flat ten dollars uh, a month per person or ten dollars yeah. a month for your subscription for that and that's that's um and then you get your own private downtime channel um because there's downtime actions uh you get um help with character creation um and then uh the once a month game and then access to the soft rp areas where you can role play with other players at any time so that's going to be in the, uh, that's what the Kickstarter is not really mentioned in Unbound, but that's mm. one of the things that I'm pretty excited for. Uh, and that's because of that, obviously the rules have to be ready by February. Yeah. And so, so I'm going to have uh, a write up of the rules. That's not going to be the full fledged, you know, PDF or hard copy, but the rules will be in a, in a, uh, a you know, a format of a sectional format, a PDF. So it's easy access. Everybody can access it. Yeah. And then, um, so when we do the the actual play uh, with you guys for the for the crit list, it's going to be those rules as well. So yeah, I mean we're looking forward to it, um, and even more now. The mo- you said <laughs> Thank techno, you. you said techno witches, and yeah, I was yeah, that's what I want to be. <laughs> it's it's awesome. It's it's uh, I've I've had a lot, of, and we've not we've play tested it a little bit, a little bit. We haven't really delved too much into it, but we're going to be doing that sometime in the near future before the game actually starts just to make sure the mechanics are sound. Yeah. But it's the same as planar travel on. I mean we've I, we've we've created all sorts of like denizens specifically for the internet. Um uh instead of demons, they're daemons, D A E M O N S. Yes. Um and they're you know they're they're basically like code that's in f- a form yeah. that will things. So there's all sorts of cool stuff. Um and uh 
you know, all sorts of uh, new fit, some fake creatures. Uh, I posted one this morning on Instagram, the cat kin. They're like, oh, look, they're little thumb-sized cats that grow on a tree. <laughs> There's like hundreds of them in this tree. That's so cute. And you step on one, all of a sudden they swarm you and you are eaten. Terrifying. <laughs> uh, and then there's it's, there's things, yeah. It's a real uh, shame that Justin couldn't join us because oh, I think this, yeah. this whole internet witches and you know uh, all that with the demons, I think he'd just be losing his nut. But oh yeah, well you know, hey, it's awesome right now. <laughs> That's awesome. Well, I'm I'm looking forward to uh, chatting about more about it and uh, getting you guys characters made up, and we can. Uh, oh, I mean, yeah, if everybody definitely. wants to play Techno witches, we can do that too. That'd be awesome. Uh, you know, no, no, I don't know. You said you said a couple of them, and I'm kind of going, "Hmm, okay, criminal sounds interesting." <laughs> that too, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, one of the one of the playtests we one of the playtests we had we have uh, one of the houses is the Baba Yagas, as you might imagine, are yeah, like, scary, and terrifying. Um, and they uh, in Chicago, uh, they the Wednesday night playtest, the voice group they're known as it's Crime Time uh, because they that's what they do. Uh, they recently they recently uh, orchestrated a heist from the Federal Reserve in Chicago. <laughs> they stole like a hundred million dollars. It was amazing. Uh, and then uh, and then they instantly like re- the, like two weeks ago, I think we orchestrated a, a theft of the supply room, the Louvre, which was also because uh, they had magical defenses as well as mundane yeah. defenses, and it was just it was really really cool to to see this in action. So and to be a part of it because I'm actually getting to play on Wednesday night. So. So yeah, no, it, yeah, it definitely sounds like it, it sounds like a bit of me. It sounds like something that I can. I can <laughs> Excellent. Really well, I'm excited. Like, That's great. Yeah, I just want to get I this mean, out to everybody because I think there's something for everyone in here, even if they don't like, like you know, even if they don't, they're not into witches or not into whatever. Um, That's why we really want to get to that shift or stretch goal, so people we can we can submit the mechanics in Unbound for playing a werewolf or a, like we have a, a group of were raccoons that are. are uh, criminal circle <laughs> it's hilarious and they their their leaders right oh yeah they're hilarious and their their leader is a, a possum named randall it's this gigantic possum who just sits in this pet this you know panoramic painted uh <laughs> van with a wizard on the side with a, it's ridiculous um but yeah it's uh it's i just want to get it out there to people so they can see that there's something for them you know yeah definitely awesome. i mean it's it, it, the more we're talking about it, the more um, intrigued I am, the more excited I am to actually give the give this a whirl. And um, what? So, I mean, first of all, how is the Kickstarter going? It's going pretty good. It's uh, we we funded, and that's exciting. Um, yes. It's you know it's slow but sure. Uh, you know we've we've had a couple of successful ones. A couple. Of, uh, we at one point we decided we were going to try to run a uh, take the core mechanics from. Uh, Covenant Crucible and make it into a its own mechanic called the Hydrocore system, and it's a D12 generic system that you can then apply to whatever you want to. Uh, that didn't fund, which is okay. That like gave us time to focus on Covenant Crucible. Um, yeah, and and then after this, we're going to probably start putting out supplements, um, and probably uh, house supplements. Uh, and if if we don't reach the stretch goal for the um, for the shifters, we might put that out as a supplement. Um, you know, the, it's all about getting stuff out there for people to be able to apply to this, to play something they want to play, Yeah, you know? Um, so hopefully, uh, but right now the Kickstarter is going good. Um, we have seven, like seven more days Mm. and, uh, I'm hoping that we can hit that, you know, that stretch goal for the shifters. I'd love to hit the international one. That would be, 
phenomenal. Um, we have we reached out to a few of the people in like real people in the in the different communities. Like uh, uh, there's a uh, a friend of ours named James Devine who's a palm reader. Uh, we've we reached out to him and he's uh, graciously allowed us to use him as an NPC. Uh, Amazing. We reached out right, and then uh, Jonathan Jonathan Galvez who runs the Instagram Latinos Against Spooky Shit. Um, yeah. He uh, he agreed to let us use his likeness as a, an NPC. And so um, one of the scenarios. Just, yeah. I'll, yeah. If you want to use me, <laughs> go for it. Excellent. That'd be awesome. Excellent. I appreciate that. Yeah, um, man, just, just go wild. <laughs> that's well, one of the things too. Well, one of the reasons uh, is because there's this thing called the witch expo that happens in Chicago every year where it's like a convention for witches, and, but not just for witches. It's the public can come. It, it spreads, um, you know, advocacy and information yeah. about being witch and all that, plus selling things. And you, there's a, a petting zoo with a unicorn and a Pegasus. And I mean, it's like, it's, it's ridiculous, but there's also, you know, panels. And, uh, so we get to use some of these people as panelists in the scenario, which is really cool. So, which is why we thought we'd really like to reach out to some people and, um, you know, and, and use them as, as NPCs, I think it'd be awesome. I, I will gladly allow <laughs> you to use me as an NPC. Excellent. Thank I you. I've got Thank no you. problem with that whatsoever. You go for it. Awesome. 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 You, I appreciate that. Yeah, you can make me as much of a dick as you want as well. You know, just, <laughs> it's not going to be too uh, different to real life, so it'll be fine. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. Thank you for that. I appreciate that. So what is in the future? What do you like? Where do you kind of see this going? Where? Uh, well, we're going to be the idea uh, over this after, after it's published is to take it around to some local conventions and see and get the word out that way. Um, you know, and we see it as, you know, creating more content. Um, I, the, the idea is always inclusivity, you know, um, inclusivity in every aspect of, of the word, um, you know, and we want to make certain, but we want to make certain we're doing it, you know, appropriately. Uh, so, uh, that's, I think we're, our goal has always been to include as many cultures as possible, but we want to do it, you know, in a way that's going to be helpful and yeah. exciting and enticing, not, Oh, look, and appropriate, it. uh, yeah. appropriate. So, <laughs> um, right. So, uh, so that's what we're looking at. We're looking at getting more supplements. We're looking at expanding just people's uh, awareness of it because people right now don't really know about it. Um, but there's so, there's so many out there. Uh, I wanted to make something that was unique, you know, uh, something that was uh, user-friendly, that uh, excited people, that uh, gets them thinking about how different ways they can do things. Yeah. Uh, and, and it, you know, looking at the same problem in a different light. And so I think, uh, that's where we're focused and, you know, going to conventions, getting the word out, putting out more supplements, um, house books, uh, mm. again, uh, supernatural creatures, um, delving into, you know, planes, uh, the different planes of existence, yeah. um, all that good stuff. So that's, that's where we're looking to move. Uh, but again, we want to really get the word out. We don't want to start putting these things out without people being aware of it. Then it's just going to sit there. We want people to actually, you know, be excited about yeah. it and use it and follow it and all that good stuff. So, I mean, speaking about kind of raising awareness, and we kind of did touch upon this before we started recording, um, we did mm -hmm. mention Threads. We mentioned yeah. um, how Threads has just kind of become the de facto sort of place for anybody who has got that sort of artistic or 
tabletop role-playing game inclination everybody just kind of seems to kind of conglomerate there have you seen it had your like the the awareness for covenant crucible have you seen it have you seen an increase in that since kind of jumping on threads uh ever since i started on threads talking about it um we've seen people start following the kickstarter which is good we see people interested in it and um and that's really been helpful and so absolutely it has been well plus the the ttrpg community on threads is just phenomenal i can't speak highly enough about them uh welcoming inclusive friendly understanding uh a real sense of community and yeah you know not just in the name but indeed as well which is really where i'm at you know you can say a lot of things but it's it's the actions that really show and they've just been phenomenal uh and uh the positivity that's why i love going on there and you know which i i I wholeheartedly love the fact that you said a powerhouse of positivity and i appreciate that it's a wonderful compliment from you uh but it's what it's how i live my life and i want to share that with other people and other people are like that there as well and it's amazing that you can just get this you say contagious and it is and it's one of the good contagious right no it's amazing it's you know, ah, and I so mean, then to see that grow and, and, and you can get all that momentum and get that positive momentum going and, and then just people feel supported. And it's, you know, uh, it's the, the downside, of course, is that when things don't succeed, that's hard. Yeah. Um, you know, all the positivity of the world may not be able to change a certain thing and that's okay. Uh, but the fact that if it doesn't succeed, everyone who is there before is still going to be there after and they're still going to want to support you. So that's what's cool about it. That's what I love. I've seen that on threads and it's wonderful. Yeah, I mean, we threads for us was a game changer. Yeah, um, you know, we were just plodding along, and all of a sudden, we hit threads. We we kind of became part of this community, and you know, all of a sudden, all these avenues started opening up before us, like meeting people such as yourself, and you know, being able to just kind of send a message and just kind of go, "Hey, do you want to come on? Do you want to?" you know come and meet us and have a chat and you know just having that and yeah it is a phenomenal place to be if you're in if you're into tabletop role-playing games absolutely absolutely can't speak high enough about it it's, it's been great and I'm, I'm and i'm getting new followers and i'm following new people every day not, again not about the numbers but it's it's the people that are like-minded and uh similar and it's just it's wonderful because you see people um post something and then the people that react to that may not be somebody you're following or somebody that follows you, but you get to see who yeah. they are. And then like this morning, I connected with somebody about Minecraft. It was great. <laughs> so <laughs> Minecraft is awesome. I mean, yeah, I, I mean, that's my, that's my, that's my stress relief. I get to go there and just do my thing and build and whatever. And it's a lot of fun. It's, yeah. I mean, and I'm not a big PC gamer like Skyrim. <laughs> I mean, my, yeah. my eight year old is better at me than Minecraft. So I've kind of given it up. <laughs> right. kind of, I'd say it was, you know, that it it was good while it lasted, right? But when he's right. going, here, daddy, here's how you make this. It's like, okay, cool, thanks, man. Um, I am now irrelevant. <laughs> right, exactly. Okay, have fun. Great. Uh, I'll be over here now, wallowing in my pity. Yeah, I'll just you know, I'll go watch Get the news or something. <laughs> but he still yeah. he still gets me to like do the the roofs of his houses because he gets bored. Yeah, so, uh, no, I get I, you. I'd, I do. I do still have some utility in my brain. <laughs> still keeps you around for the roofs. I get. I you. can. I can do the grunt work. 
<laughs> he gets to do the cool shit. I do the grunt work. I enjoy That's, that too, you know? Oh yeah. I mean, That's, you gotta love a bit of grunt work. Yep. <laughs> yep. Grew up on it. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, Covered in Crucible, this sounds absolutely phenomenal. If you haven't already, you. Um, where can they find um, Covered in Crucible? We will on, we'll reiterate this at the end of the show, but right now let's... It's on Drive RPG. Uh, you can, there's a link on our website, 13thmoongames.com. Uh, the website is still, it's very, like, again, we, for a small, we don't have a lot of people, we don't have an, a de- dedicated website person or a company. So, you know, it's um, it's small. It's got the pertinent information about us, about the, the Kickstarter, and about the, where you can get it. So that's it. Drive through RPG, um, 13th and Games. You can reach out. You can, if you see me on threads, reach out to me. If you see me on Instagram or 13th and Games on Instagram, reach out. Ask me. I can, happy to help. Um, I just chatted with somebody the other day on Facebook about uh, their uh, their their partner was very excited about building a campaign, and I answered some questions to them. It's wonderful. So yeah, I'm open. Hit me up. That's <laughs> awesome. Yeah, do so. Do so. Um, you know, find Covenant Crucible, buy it, download it, support the Kickstarter. You know, we are now seeing, like, again, on Threads, we're just seeing more and more of these these systems um, yeah, it's awesome. come into the limelight. And there are some pure gems out there. And Coven and Crucible is is definitely one of them. Um, I'm so excited to play this. Thank um, you, me too. But just while while we've got you, while we've got you here, sure. I was hoping you could kind of lend some of your expertise. Um, as in our lounge, we have um, Couch, Sci-Fi, and Corvus who send us topics. Oh, and what we do every week, we will select one, and it'll just be something that we'll discuss. And normally it's Justin and I, but obviously Justin's stuck in a hotel room somewhere. That's okay. With shitty internet. Yeah, apparently. <laughs> Although I'm glad they took a picture, a screen capture of his face when it was frozen. It was pretty I'm that, That's going on threads. <laughs> Excellent. He's going to hate me for it, but it's going on, it's going on threads. It'll be um, beautiful. So the way I normally do this is I will roll a D3 or, and I will pick whose topic we get to okay. discuss today. So... I mean, couch is going to be one, two, sci-fi, three, four, and Corvus five and six. Okay, so that is two. So it is going to be one of couches who's here in the chat. Awesome. Okay, so this is one that I think's fantastic. Um, how do you think, or what are your thoughts on this this hobby um, being helpful for mental health and the benefits it can bring? Oh, I think it's amazing, um, especially if you have. Uh, well, I, I think it could be amazing, but it can also it's it's a you know uh, double edged sword hmm. because you can you can join a group that can be a bit caustic sometimes, and that's I'm not saying that yeah. that's you know a thing, but um it's it's just with people um so there are sometimes where it can be more harmful than good but for the mm. most part if you have a really uh if you've built a uh, an inclusive safe role playing space uh i think it can be tremendous because you can uh you know 
work through some of those things through a character and you can see other people work through some of these things that maybe you're feeling and see how it's handled and supported by the group around them. And I think, uh, I think for the, uh, the big, one of the biggest things about um, mental health that I've seen is just knowing that somebody else feels similar or has similar issues than you and they speak about it. Yeah. Uh, so seeing that and seeing that come through in, through character role play, through aftercare, which is super important, through checking in, through um, you know making sure that it, you know this, there's uh, things in place so that if say a scene gets a bit too um, difficult, yeah. they can say, "Well, I got to step back for a minute," and they can we can stop or we can you know that person can step away or however you want to do it. Yeah. So, uh, but how it can help is uh, you know, and again, I'm not a mental health professional, so I don't have all of the cool things. But Hmm. what I can say is that I think it's super, super helpful for um, particularly folks uh, that I've seen that are having trouble uh, maybe transitioning uh, or folks who are, are uh, having uh, self, uh, you know, body image, uh, things like Hmm. that, where they can then portray and see it, see how it's accepted and see it being accepted and seeing that there are people out there that will support that. so, yeah, I, definitely a positive. It's much more helpful than harmful. Now, you know, again, there, uh, there are groups and there are people out there that can be yeah. caustic, but that's, you know, that's with everything. Um, yeah. But finding that safe place where it's, you know, really meshes and you finish, like, and I feel really strongly that our playtest group is of that. So, mm. you know. I mean, I, I do agree. Um, and I'd, I do think that, yes, there are unfortunately there are toxic elements um like in mm-hmm. in any sort of subculture in any sort of um uh group there are toxic elements but i am quite i feel like quite encouraged that that toxicity is definitely getting pushed out it's definitely something that that it will never see the end of it 100 percent. but it is we are seeing more and more tables and more and more tables kind of going right this is an inclusive table this is a safe space yes exactly i mean i can speak from from personal experience when i first started in this um in this hobby um wasn't the best wasn't going through the the sort of best time of my life um things were kind of falling apart a bit at the seams um obviously um not helped entirely by by obviously you know um addiction issues and and alcoholism but this this kind of hobby it gave me that once a week escape Yep. It gave me that. It gave me that you know, four or five hours a week. I could come down. I could sit around a table with people who, I mean, when we first started playing, these were people that I knew. Uh, we hadn't kind of reached the point of being friends entirely yet, but there were people I knew, people I felt comfortable with. I could sit around a table and I could just switch off. I could, you know, put all troubles behind me and play a version of myself 
play a a sort of extreme extreme version of myself but i could do that and i could do that within the safety of a sandbox yep and i could explore avenues and i could explore reactions and i could you know i could react and then those five hours a week became five hours a week with hours here and there during the week that are interspersed when i'm thinking about my character when i'm thinking about a level up when i'm thinking about you know what feat i'm going to take next and you know and it just slowly kind of crept in and it did help me um to a certain degree compartmentalize the things i was going through and give me the ability to kind of go right right now i'm going to put this here while i do something else yep and then i'm gonna then i'm gonna kind of go back to this then i'm not gonna leave it i'm gonna go back and i'm gonna address this but right now i've got important things to take care of and it did help me kind of find that focus and find that um sort of drive to kind of you know not necessarily push through anything but at the same time deal with the things i was having to deal with in an orderly fashion without it becoming too overwhelming that's amazing yeah exactly like you know you have that one thing that you know you're looking forward to that may be that that one thing may get you through the week sometimes it's that one thing just one that will get somebody through and that's what's amazing you know um, and then, like, that's a really good point you brought up, I think, too, being able to compartmentalize. Like, look, I know I've got all these problems over here going on, but for these next few hours, those are out there. And right now, I am in here, and I am in this moment, and I am in this character, and I get to do the fun thing, uh, and that it's okay that I get to do this fun thing, even with all the other stuff that's happening, that that's completely all right, because it's important. You know, it helps and it's fun and, you know, it shouldn't have to be all work all the time. So, yeah, exactly. And, you know, because of this, not only that, but I've I've never been um, a very social person. Still aren't. And that's probably never going to change. I've always had very sociable jobs. Um, but I've never been, I've never kind of chosen to, to kind of socialize too much, but because of this commitment, this weekly commitment that we had, you know, I've forged lifelong friendships and, you know, people in my life who are now the godparents to my kids and stuff like that. Oh, that's awesome. And it's, you know, um, yeah, this has helped me. This has, has given me something to to kind of focus on and giving me something that that i enjoy doing yeah well especially too um you know you've got people with uh social anxiety who then can come to these things and they can start expressing themselves and it helps them express who they are outside of game which i think is awesome you know so all sorts of things that this 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 hobby can do it's amazing i mean it is it is hugely beneficial and again i think you i think you were quite accurate when you said there are still toxic elements and those toxic elements are still going to be there but thankfully they are in in decline exactly and you get people standing together against them it's amazing yeah Yeah, exactly you know one it's one person steps out of line and now it's a case of 
you're dealing with a lot of us now. You're dealing yep. with with a vast majority of people going, no, this isn't good. This isn't right. Yep. This is wrong. And yep. it's it's phenomenal to see. And you know, it's and I said and I said to you before we started, this is the greatest game ever. It is. It absolutely is. Uh, it's yeah. you know one that uh, I'm very fortunate uh, that I get to work in the industry. You know, and, and uh, you know, I tried. I, I tried working in '95. I tried working the outside gigs, and um, and you know, it always comes back to this. And so this is where we're at. It's awesome. Yeah, yeah. And long may it continue. Yes, right. Exactly. You know, long may it continue. I expect to see a lot more from Coven and Crucible. Oh, I'm hoping. That's the plan. I've, uh, I'm quite confident that we will. I'm. You know, I'm quite. <laughs> No, no, I, th- I well, think you. you, I think you guys are onto something here, and I think you are. I, I hope so. I hope so. That's yeah, my belief. I, I think we are yeah. too. You know, and I believe in it. I mean, uh, you know, I put it out there, and now just getting people to see it. And I think you know the the crit list, doing the actual play, getting people see it. We were talking about doing one of those uh, as well, like recording a session and yeah. posting it out there. But I think you know nowadays with everybody doing that, I think that would be the way to go. So. Yeah, I think so. And, you know, and, and hopefully any sort of exposure that we can help give. Um, I appreciate it. Yeah, Everything. We, we are, have been fortunate to find these, these systems that without threads, we wouldn't have found. <laughs> right. And, um, you know, we kind of want other people to see this, you know, I yeah. want yeah. however many people watching this episode today kind of going, ah. Oh, the internet as a plane of existence. I like that because <laughs> so I, I can play that, a witch that goes there. Yes. Yeah. Yes. I mean that, I mean, that is just fucking inspired. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, well, my wife and I grew up on the movie hackers. So, you know, <laughs> I was mentioning that movie today. No, sorry. It was yes. Yesterday before my Pathfinder game, it was like, it's one of those nineties movies that, that is just incredibly nineties. Yep. Hack the planet, yeah. baby. Hack the planet. That and the <laughs> other one, the other one we came with, and this is a bit of a deeper dive, but um Prayer of the Roller Boys. I don't that sounds familiar, ah. but I can't. That was a, oh. that was a that was a Corey Haim. Oh and they were um, all rollerblading. It was rollerblading. Awesome. Oh yeah, that was uh <laughs> uh oh uh, you know what? That was with Jack, young Jack Black, wasn't it? In that movie too, I think maybe. I'm going to Google that. The moment we finish recording, I'm going to <laughs> I know he was in a, I think he was in a, uh, one of those, one of those movies uh, back in the nineties. I, I forget the name of it, but yeah, maybe it was, I don't remember. It's been a while. <laughs> All the, you know, I've forgotten more than I can remember right now. Yeah. All, I, I just, I just recently found uh, the original, like the eighties Conan. And so I've been watching that. It's, oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, so ah, that's that's awesome. But I do believe that's all we've got time for here tonight. Okay. So um I so much fun. To... Thank you so much. No, I mean Stefan, thank you ever so much for joining us. Um once again, do you want to kind of uh reiterate where people can find you on the internet, where they can find 13th Moon Games, where they can find Coven and Crucible? Just <laughs> let people know where they can where they can take yeah. part and how to. Um, it's 13thmoongames.com is the website, and I think those have links to our Instagram. Uh, Bald Beastie uh, on threads. Uh, it's, I share my the same image basically for all of my social media. So if you see the 
me doing the push-up with my son on the back. That's going to be me, some bald guy doing a push-up. Um, and then, uh, let's see, Bald Beastie on Threads, uh, 13th Moon Games on Instagram, Bald Beastie on Instagram, Bald Beastie on Facebook. Um, and I think that's all we have for social media-wise. The uh, drive through RPG for Covenant Crucible, that's where we're going to put the free PDF for the addendum once it's all finished. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Kickstarter. Just look up Covenant Crucible. Use the ampersand, Covenant ampersand Crucible uh, on Kickstarter, and you'll find us over there unbound. Uh, that's where we're at. Come say hi. Yeah, definitely, people. Get involved. Um, let's let's kind of get this next stretch goal. I want to see the shifter. <laughs> yeah, right. Oh, that's the, the mechanics yeah, no. corner. Come on, so. look, come on. We 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 got this. Yeah, yeah. Let's share it. Share those links. That's all. I, you yeah. know, if people want to share it, that's great. If people want to contribute, that's awesome. But sharing, getting the word out there—that's the biggest thing. Really yeah, definitely, out. definitely. So, yeah. you know, tell your friends about Covenant Crucible. <laughs> right. You can play exactly. a John Wick witch who travels to the plane of the internet. We had one of the guys, uh, one of the characters, actually uh, block, re- avoid getting shot by shooting the bullet out of the air. So. You can do that. I mean, come on. I mean, that should be a tagline. (laughs) Just have that that as a tagline. You want to shoot bullets out the air? This is the system for you. There you go. Well, thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it. It's been a great chat with you, John. No, not to worry. Um, As for me, you can find me at naturaljuan at dice.camp on on Mastodon. You can catch up with everything we do at twolegittocrit.uk. And you can also interact with us at twolegittocrit on threads, Instagram, Blue Sky, YouTube, as well as our Facebook group. If you're looking for Justin and you want to catch up with him, you can always find him sometimes streaming on Twitch. And I do believe it is justinaccurate.tv. Um, and if you like what you see and you like what you hear, then, you know, give us a rating, subscribe to us, tell your friends about us. Let's get this word out. Let, let's kind of grow this community that we have been very fortunate to be a part of. And we just kind of want to grow with it. So, you know, once again, my eternal thank yous to Stefan for for joining us. Um, it's been an absolute blast just hearing all about Covenant Crucible and getting to know you in person. Thank and you. You too. You too. <laughs> it's my, been my pleasure. It really has. <laughs> and most importantly of all, um, thank you to everyone who's taken their time out of their busy day to listen to, in this case, one idiot and <laughs> an you legend. Know. Pokemon <laughs> tabletop role playing games. So thank, thank you, thank you thank very you. much. Good night, everyone.